0: band pre-recorded this is the Red Ticket foods podcast I am Brian Buckley and you are listening to part two of the episode with Simon from Yonkers if you didn't hear the first go back and make sure you listen to it because this will make a lot more sense uh so check that out and without further ado me just uh putting words together that really struggle to make sense here is part two with Simon from Yonkers I want to work with this place they have this petty cash where it's just this you know unopened lockbox, which is Twenties and hundreds
1: in it. I know these were wild. The money must have really been flowing back then because I, I can't even imma- I can't imagine that now. I mean,
0: she she came in for an assistant interview. They made her like, you know, uh, like I said, the assist. Uh, she came in for a secretary job and she ended up. I'm right the- on
1: top of that, Rose. She's <laughs> Rose's assistant.
0: That's right. Rose and Gus. They had the on and off thing, and he he blew it because he just wanted to get into Swellen's in pants. I mean, it, he's he's a sleazebag. We we can't we can't stress that enough. But, but he was
1: like, all right, here's another, here's a, like another politically incorrect uh, part of the plot. Like the brother is on top of the roof with a gun and he's <laughs> just like shooting dishes are done. Can you imagine that today? Like there would be so much outrage. This guy literally has a shotgun. He's high and he's shooting plates. It's great. I mean, I wanted to be part of that family growing up. I'm not gonna lie to you. It looked pretty awesome. They're eating Captain Crunch out of a salad bowl. They're like shooting plates. They're, they're like falling off the roof. This <laughs> is <just> awesome. <laughs> We're gonna sign up for this.
0: They ate so much food that Sue Ellen would bring home with the petty cash. I don't even know how many paychecks she actually got. It was just petty cash. Um, but yeah, exactly. They, she said, do the dishes, and that was his thing. He threw the dishes up. The dishes are done, man, and yeah, because that was
1: I'm definitely washing my dishes as, as soon as I hang up. With yeah, them. And that, you're you're, gonna shoot them and hope I don't hit anybody.
0: But you're right. Today, that would be like a, a story that people would put on Twitter, and it would be on like Buzzfeed or something stupid like that, and people would have nine million comments for it, and. You know, and, and and everyone would have to take a position, and we'll get into Twitter uh, very soon because I think you and I both share a lot of the uh, love and lots of hatred for Twitter itself. Um, but just to recap here, don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Uh, I was reading some uh, some some reviews from people, and people. You know, the, I didn't realize this many people liked it. I mean, it gets a six on IMDb, but user reviews. Uh, a lot of people said, you know what? This isn't a great movie, but I watch it every time it's on. I think that's what it
1: was. That's a lie, because it is a great movie. <laughs> the second part is true. <laughs> I,
0: I, think, I think I got into it so much was because it was always on. I think there was like a, a, a good five-year span where they played that movie nonstop on HBO and USA, and then it just became part of the fabric of my life.
1: I swear to God, I didn't write that comment. It sounds just like something I would say, but that's—I uh, swear that wasn't me. Um, but the, absolutely correct. I, it was on HBO every day. There was a couple of movies like that. It was that. It was like just one of the guys. There was—I um, remember Ladybugs was running This is all throwback. Oh, this yes. If you want to get get into other things, that would be politically incorrect today. But um, <laughs> I mean, things were on, and this was pre-internet. People have to remember before the internet. Before Twitter, before everything, there was nothing to do. And I grew up, at we had 100 channels of cable, and even then there was nothing to do. So what you do? You Don't Tell on the Babysitter, did all summer long?
0: <laughs> I like how they just got rid of the babysitter, too. They just put her in a trunk and dropped her off at a funeral home. Like, that would totally work today. There would be no
1: issue with that whatsoever. How many <laughs> fingerprints were on that body? I, I can't at least, yeah, like, Zach, Melissa, Kenny, well and uh, Walter. Wow. <laughs> yeah, they would have gone to
0: jail. That that would have been all over the New York Post, Daily News. That'd be on the CNN, you know, MSNBC 24-hour news thing. They, they'd be they'd be criminals of the highest proportion all over the country.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're shooting plates off the roof. You're burying old women. I just. That was a bad group of kids. I didn't really think about that. You're absolutely correct. Bad
0: kids, bad kids. Um,
1: but like you said, you they know. They needed a babysitter after all. Look at that. <laughs> we found something
0: new. But they ended up, you know, they ended up making everything better because even though the mom came home in the middle of the fashion, uh, the, 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 the catwalk uh, fashion show at the end, you know, Sue, uh, Rose, she loved it. She, she absolutely loved it. I don't know whose great idea was having a fashion show for a major uh, fashion place at a residential home that they just – they cleaned that pool so damn quick and all these muckety-mucks in their suits. They just loved it. They just loved it. Good, good job out of her.
1: Yeah, she did a great job. She did a great job. I like the mom's safari hat, too. She's like, well, Clyde Frazier, like going into a club in 1973. She just breaks up the whole party, like, Sue Ellen, what's going on here? Well, I, Who I, are I mean, these people party in
0: my home?
1: <laughs> I would have been, like, more smooth about it. I'd be like, okay, there's clearly something going on. Let me yeah. just yeah, let hang me... back a little
0: bit and we'll figure it out. Um, so like we said, if that that was a story, I mean, it would be all over Twitter these days. And Twitter uh, is something we both have a love-hate relationship with, like I said. And I got some different kinds of people on Twitter because when, when people ask me, you know, you want to go on Twitter uh, or they say, hey, I want to join Twitter. What? How, how do I do it? Like, what's it about? Like, why should I? And there's a lot of different people with agendas. There's a lot of different just people in general that you can't really – they fuck with the way you use Twitter is what I'm trying to say. Uh, I got on just to insult – I think i said this before. I got on there to insult John Calipari, and I was really angry when he didn't respond to me, and I kind of didn't understand what Twitter was all about. But then I, I learned, and I'll just start reading off some of the, some of the people that I really dislike. Now, there's the passive-aggressive and weird people on Twitter that don't realize there's no, they're, they're, they're tone deaf. It's the internet. We can't tell your sarcasm or your anger, or your somberness. And I'm sure you've encountered them as well.
1: Oh, I encounter them all the time. The people that really, really, and I say everything tongue in cheek. If you follow me for five seconds, you understand that nothing is to be taken seriously. I think a lot of people use Twitter that way. It's really just a place to veg out. You joke around and there are the people that are just so clueless and they say, are you serious? No, or they correct you on a fact that was indisputably incorrect. Like you knew you were making a joke, and they'll say, "No, wait a minute, that's not true," and you're wondering, like, "Where are you from? How do you not get sarcasm? How do you not understand context? What is? Why are you here? Get off! Get off Twitter."
0: It's it's very true,
1: and it's funny too because these people also have a, a timeline filled with aggressive at at people they never have a rational thought of their own not even like a normal tweet like hey nice weather it's just at 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 at, at collecting everybody else's tweets i mean these people must be like a, a load of fun to hang out with at a party uh, yeah you they
0: you encounter this these, these are kind of the same people yes they're sort of like shouting at the world with no real content they like to go on the big the big accounts i've noticed and exactly it's it could just be a headline for a newspaper. Someone's just sending information out—a link to their article. So you go there and click on it, and people are like, "Nope, not right. You didn't think about this. That's because he's a. That's because he's a Republican. This, that, blah, blah, blah. You're just yelling things at like basically a glorified bot that just sends. I out- think. It's,
1: I think my favorite one is somebody asks a news account and they go, "This is not news." don't click on it, okay? We live in a clickbait culture. A lot of it isn't news. Move on, okay? Yeah, Yeah. you
0: should be able to identify clickbait just by the headline. You're better than that. I hope you are. Maybe you're not.
1: Uh, I I, I can sometimes... I, I got roped so badly one time by the Daily News. It was a heartwarming story that I didn't happen to click on because the headline had said, look at the way these people treat this homeless man. And I... Who am never really outraged. I was like, well, you shouldn't be promoting this. And I tweeted something to the Daily News, and they tweeted something back to me that, did you bother to read the story? They never tweet back to anybody. So when I read that, I had the little feeling in my stomach. I'm like, oh, God. I'm like one of those people on Facebook that just shared an onion article, but not ironically. Yeah, I Um, love those words. And I clicked the the story, and it was heartwarming, and they gave him like a loaf of bread or whatever the fuck it was. And I was (laughs) like, Yeah. Sorry about that. Didn't, uh, I'm going to click it next time. So always, always choose your words before you, like, to go after one of the big dogs, that's
0: for sure. I did something like that where I think Deadspin was, like, making fun of Tebow or something, and I wasn't, uh, but I thought that they were glorifying, so I go, you guys rip them all the time, but now you're throwing roses at them, and Deadspin actually responded to me and said, these aren't exactly roses, and then I clicked on the site, and yeah, they were just oh.
1: trashing, trashing
0: him and everything, so I, I, like, remember that hole we talked about when you, when you fuck up on Twitter? That was the hole I went into, so... I, I understand with
1: douche chills. You're like, wow. I, I, I feel like
0: garbage. I'm just hoping no one saw that, right? That that did come on anyone's timeline, right? No one saw that.
1: Um. And I feel like that was like literally all my tweets, and I have about thirty thousand of them. So yeah. uh,
0: familiar feeling. Let's see here. Uh, of course, I mean, they, these people don't just live on Twitter. They live in the world. These are the fake outrage people. Uh, a lot of times, well,
1: yeah, people that love outrage.
0: Yeah, they just love outrage. And if there isn't, they create it. Now, a lot of times they don't belong in sports. But you saw with last night how all of a sudden they enter sports in the case where, you know, Daniel Murphy didn't say anything bad about gay people in the beginning of the year. He just said, I don't believe in gay marriage. So he's having an out of control postseason five home runs in the last five games and then you know people have to bring up and say how can you root for a homophobic person like that shows you what kind of people sports fans are or something along that agenda it's 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 pathetic
1: i don't like it at all because just let people enjoy the sports i mean you're rooting for scumbags 90 percent of the time and (laughs) look how many of these people glorify look how many people glorify mickey mantle and my mom is one of them and he was, a, he was a horrible person, yeah. You, you kind of just take it in stride. You don't appreciate the artist. You appreciate the art. And that's what it really is. Mets fans haven't had anything to be happy about in, in 10 years. Just just let them enjoy Daniel Murphy hitting home runs. Let everybody enjoy Daniel Murphy hitting home runs. I really don't care about his beliefs. Even if, but I don't agree with them. but he said yes. it. Move on. He's...
0: Who gives a shit? At this point,
1: Mets fans are cheering for him.
0: Yeah. I mean, and and not even in the sports world, we have these, it has to be daily that I think newspapers and newspapers know how newspapers, any media publications know that there are the fake outrage people. They're going to get crazy. And then there's the other people that hate fake outrage people. I'm going to put an article to get them both going. And then it's just sort of like Gia with the strings, letting them all fly. And they're all over Twitter.
1: (laughs) It's the way it goes, especially on Twitter. Somebody has to be upset. Nobody can just be having a nice day. Somebody either has to be fake outraged, and then you can't celebrate Halloween or something. Or they kick the hornet's nest. It's like, you know, this is going to create a buzz. You know, people are going to scream at you. You know, it's going to get screen quoted by people. Those are not the people I hate on Twitter, the, screen, the, the, the quote tweeters who then go on to shame you. But they do it anyway, because, hey, why not? Let me get my voice out there. Let me generate a reaction, positive or negative, you know.
0: And that that kind of leads me to another kind of people. And a lot of these, you know, they're very similar, a lot of these people. But the shame retweeters and the shame quote people. So they'll take a – I like the people that sometimes just take a part of your tweet and will will quote that because that's always fun. That's happened to me before. Uh, And so they'll put that there, and then they'll put their self-righteous statement. And, of course, there's the cliche self-righteous statements like, let me leave this right here or – ooh, have a nice day, or have a good night, things like that.
1: Uh, those, those people are the absolute worst. I, can't, I hate their guts, actually, because you're really going out of your way to accomplish nothing. You're accomplishing nothing. All you're doing is restricting somebody else's speech on Twitter, which, which I'm actually a big free speech advocate. I like that people could just go on Twitter and kind, kind of like let it all fly within reason. And, you know, nothing happens. It's just a place where you could have your thoughts. And doing that is a way of, like, restricting any type of conversation. Because then all the conversation shuts down, nothing productive happens. Even if you're talking about something that's not, like, a third-rail topic, even sports has become something where you already know what not to say. If you say you don't like bat flips... I was just going to say, bat flips, old ways. I don't like I hate poor people. That's... that's just the way it goes, and I kind of have to conform to it. Yeah, I love him. It's great. I love when Bautista stands there and knee-mugs the pitcher for ten minutes. Yeah,
0: it makes the game more fun, you stuffy old white guy, and you're you're getting your mail on Pony Express, things like that. You don't appreciate the good game.
1: Listen, I only drive uh, manual transmission, and I have a mustache that hasn't stopped growing. So, yes, no. (laughs) Uh, the <laughs> that was like a stuffy old white like, guy stereotype that missed. Ugh,
0: no, no, I, 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 got it. I had to, I had to think about it, but I got it. Um, there are the has- there are the hashtag people too. Uh, I, I under- I kind of understand the, the the hashtags in general. Like, I guess if we're talking about the Yankee game, but we're like, oh goddamn it, they lost again, and then you're like, oh yeah, well it's it, it really was a, a rough game. But if you want people to know we're talking about the Yankees, it's hashtag Yankees. But there are these other people that. Add them to everything. Hi, watching Yankees. I mean, hashtag Yankees, baseball. Hashtag baseball is great. Things like that. I, I, I they're in another planet. I don't know what they're attempting to accomplish.
1: Hashtag well. Hashtag I. Hashtag thing. Uh, yeah, I know some people do it because they want to, you know, any click leads to a new follower or leads to something else, but I mean, you have to use your brain. Like you said, if you're talking about the Yankees, especially when it's something that's not in context, like, oh, wow, that picture's off the plate. People don't know what you're talking about if they're not all Yankee followers, so you have to hashtag it Yankee, whatever. But just when you said when you're hashtagging like articles like A and is, I mean, what are you really doing here? It's a cluttered tweet. Now I'm gonna follow you because you're hurting my eye. It's
0: so, it's it's basically just clogging Twitter with just shit. It's
1: clogging, it's it's stupid, it's it's more look at me, it's just you don't have to hashtag everything. I don't ha- I hashtag nothing. I hashtag the word fuck sometimes to <laughs> exemplify my fuck when I'm really mad. Oh, but just lost. Hashtag fuck. See that gets the point across. When you're hashtagging the You know, I'm not really, I don't really know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're saying. And frankly, now you just got to follow So now I never know.
0: There's going to be a bunch of people going into Twitter being like, i go to the search here. Uh, The. Let's see what comes up. Ooh, ooh, a Jets tweet. Fuck. Okay. I'm sure that's how they're looking for Jets tweets.
1: Um, It's all me. If you just scroll down, it's going to be smart, (laughs) smart, 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 smart. smart. You're going to have to go down two pages until you get to other people, like normal people.
0: (laughs) You you brought up. People who follow over like a hundred thousand accounts, I I am completely confused by these the, these individuals as well. I follow like three hundred seventy people, and I feel like that's way too many. It, there's just too much shit in the timeline. Uh
1: yeah, I you know what I've been trying. I can't though. I, I I'm at like seven sixty, but I have so many subsets of, of Twitter that I like to follow, whether it's like sports Twitter or like sports joke Twitter or like like be Nation people or uh, stand-up comedians, News outlets, I, I follow all four sports. So it's like tough to cut down. But then again, you don't have to follow 10 beat writers from every team. It's like, you know, Tanaka had surgery. Tanaka had surgery. So I, least, I, need to see that. I always love that. Five, six, yeah, seven times in a 25-second span. So, you know, that that's like one of the places you can chop down on. But the people that follow 100,000, that's another thing. I don't know what you're doing. It's all about, like, highlighting your presence on Twitter. It's the same thing with the hashtag. If I keep following people, they will follow me back. But now you have no Twitter experience. I think the whole thing about Twitter is that you kind of do customize it to what you like. That's what brought people there in the first place, is that, okay, I could follow people and talk about what I like. I don't have to bore everybody on Facebook with, like, live tweeting of The Price is Right, which I do, and I I don't care about anybody on Facebook. I'll do it anyway. But, you know, now you can take that to Twitter and, you know, customize that experience. But when you're following 100,000 people and a lot of them follow you back, what are you really accomplishing? Now now you're just yelling in the middle of Times Square. That's what it is.
0: I love the, uh, I don't see many tweets on The Price is Right, but I do like when there's, like, some sort of major crisis going on. And people are like, what the fuck? Get this, you know, bombed building off my screen. You're fucking with The prices Right. <laughs>
1: it's like, what, what what pressure cooker in Times Square? That's in the fucking wheel. <laughs>
0: yeah, seriously. Remember?
1: I'm totally uh, one of those people, so I'm a big prices Right Mongo. I hated when the Pope was here for that reason. I was like, oh, Christ, not the Pope. Yeah, there the you man. go. Exactly. Really
0: he, he took over, and you couldn't see everything that happened on The Prices Right with Drew Carey. Uh who else we got here uh, the people that tweet out their followers they subscribe to a service that for whatever reason they you can actually turn that off so you don't have to tweet that out like I actually I joined like some beer app where you just you monitor all the beers it's very corny I
1: hate you people so much it's very I know what app you're talking about I see it all the time yeah it's, it's, that's just as bad as the followers on followers it's <laughs> I unlocked this badge by drinking steam <laughs> and IPA I, I don't care it's,
0: I it's, 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 first got so that app. And it actually tweeted out, like, exactly. It's like, oh, land of the beer at, uh, badge, you win. Like, I'm going to wear these somewhere. And people are like, whoa, wow, cool. You have the IPA badge? That's great. I, I tweeted out, like, three of those. And I was mortified because I didn't know I actually was doing that. But there are people that consciously do it. I, I don't get it. And it's just like the people that say, oh, I, I gained 23 followers this week, but uh, I lost 17. Very strange. Why would you, why would you give people access?
1: I don't care. I don't care about my own followers. Think I care about yours? Uh, <laughs> I actually had one of those automated, um, I forget what it was. Okay, no, it was one of those Twitter things where it's like, oh, see who your best followers are and, you know, me being a man of the people, I wanted to see who my best followers were. It's basically who retweets you, faves you, the most mentioned, stuff like that. Now, I just wanted to see, it was a like top five or top six, and I just wanted to see who they were. I didn't actually know that I was going to tweet it out onto my timeline. <laughs> so now I just burst into everybody's mentions. Now I looked like an EDS asshole because I had to see who was liking me on Twitter. And it's a bunch of people. It was a mishmash of people that didn't even know each other. It was like Mongos, uh, like Opie and Anthony Pest, people I went to high school with. And I was like, oh, wow, this is awkward shit. Like, why am I in this? Uh, I, I, I don't know.
0: Uh, <laughs> remember that Twitter hole? That's what you feel like when you do something like
1: that. <laughs> Right into the fetal position
0: with the thumb in your mouth. Fucking Twitter hole. And uh, this pe- this is a person that we were talking about. I think was it today or yeah or maybe on the other day. But the well actually no let's let's get here and then we got two more here. Brainless political people and obviously that's that's heating up a lot right now with the election and you got extreme extreme uh, candidates and both sides people like Bernie Sanders or, or Donald Trump and Donald Trump obviously contributes a lot to this but it's it's these. I'm not a big political person. I like to see things as they are. I hate joining myself with each party, but that doesn't happen very often on Twitter. There's not a lot of independent political thoughts.
1: Uh, No, there's a lot of, if you take my guns, you know, I'm moving to Canada. There's a lot of, on both sides of political spectrum, it's actually pretty disgraceful. And you say you don't like politics. I love politics. And, and it's not for the reason you think. It's because I actually like to see the train wrecks on Twitter and Facebook. I just love to see people going at it like dogs, sprouting incorrect facts, <laughs> uh, putting up dead links. Oh, oh, you want facts? I got them right here. And it's always like 404, not found. Uh, <laughs> or or,
0: it's, or it's, uh, it's like memes with completely incorrect information and no link to any of the stuff. It's just, just false information.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's, you, saw, you see the Hillary people going after Trump, and you see the Trump people going after everybody. It's like Trump people going after people within the, the GOP. It's like, oh, well, here's how many people we deported last year, and it's like off by like 300,000 people. <laughs> <laughs> that's great it's like oh yeah that's yeah now
0: i'm convinced not, not not even close pal but not even close but there are a million people if you get the right person to, to tweet that out all of a sudden you see like 200 300 retweets and it's like oh my god that idi- idiocy is just flowing word of mouth on steroids it's just it's going into so many incorrect it, all the incorrect information is going into so many brains and so many conversations and just dumbs down the public just tremendously
1: and it's always like the one guy who actually has the correct information that's like screaming into a black hole. It's like, hey guys, come here. I, I actually know what I'm talking about, and I can say reasonably. Shut up. You know, that's what it becomes.
0: Yeah, I also so, get the and, same. Uh, I also get the same shut up when I say things like, listen, I'm not really like dedicated to either party. I'm just, I kind of, I'm independent. I think both sides like they dislike hearing that maybe more than hearing just like they, one they side. Do.
1: It's very much, you know, people root for politics, like sports. It's it's like, you're either on my team or you're against it, no matter what the team stands for. Don't do this simple, wish-washy it's, it's shit. Simple. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's truly what it comes down to. People like you to be on their team, you know? And I think you see it all the time, because somebody will favor a tweet if you say something in their favor, but then if you say something in the opposition, they'll pop right into the mentions, you know, it's coming. It's like, well, yeah, you know, I think you should carry a handgun, but you just need background checks. You're a communist. Yeah. You know, it's, like it's, like, it's like, you know, free, free college is nice, but eventually you have to pay the piper. Boo, you hate poor people. I keep kicking on poor people. Um, <laughs> that's,
0: no, that's, but, that's not what happens
1: now. You, you can't even have a yin and yang to the discussion. It has to be all on one side or all on the other. And, uh, and that's kind of where we're at in politics right now. Um,
0: and this is the, the last person that we had here that we were talking about. And these are the white knights of Twitter the people that rush into most of the time it's celebrities and many times it's females, but it could be either or. Uh, I mean, it could be yeah, a male, it's male it's too. A but it's usually females when, uh, you know, uh, do you want to talk about the tweet we were talking about that you sent or you don't want to talk about that
1: one? Oh, we, we can talk about that.
0: Okay, so Michelle Beadle, uh, ESPN personality who, I mean, I don't dislike her. I don't see the huge, I mean, everyone, a lot of people just love her. And I, I don't, like I said, I don't hate her. I just, I don't see the great attraction about her personality. But I guess you sent her a tweet and uh, her white knights, they, they, they wanted blood.
1: They did want blood. She had insulted somebody else's physical appearance in a tweet, which all things being equal, I wouldn't care about, but I, I just knew because I'm Michelle Beadle was the reason that she did it. And she knew she would receive no repercussion for it. And she actually has said like many asshole things since then. And she almost never gets any, but anyway, so I had tweeted something back to her firing a salvo as it were. Not kind of tongue in cheek, kind of just ruffling her feathers a little bit, you know. And I left my phone on the table for five minutes. I came back to two hundred and fifty notifications, <laughs> which is like I think it's holy shit moment of your life when you're a loser on Twitter and you have that many notifications, like you did something wrong. And I'm going through the tweets and guys were in their armor with that little pitchfork thing on the horse. White knighting the absolute crap out of Michelle Beadle. Somebody actually sent me a tweet that said, how dare you say that to Michelle Beadle?" That was one. That was actually one of the nicest things anybody said. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the white man. It was all men. It was all men. And it was, you, you could kind of read through the TV there. It's like, hey, if I defend Michelle Beadle, maybe she'll, maybe she'll tweet back at me. Maybe she'll slide into my DMs and say, thanks for defending me on Twitter.
0: Want to sleep with me?
1: Yeah. That's, yeah, it's,
0: it is weird. It's a, it's a strange thing. You know, like I I, I kind of look at celebrities on Twitter where it's like they chose to get on Twitter. They've gotten this far in life by probably getting tons of criticism. I think they can handle themselves on Twitter from faceless fucking idiots that they don't need like this just cornucopia of, of, of followers to just be like, hey, 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 back off. We'll take it from here. Like you said, how dare you talk to Michelle Beadle like that? I don't know what they get out of that. i be like, yeah, you know what? I defended Michelle Beale to that. Yeah,
1: I, to me, it's it's more of a mindless look at me. Let me hate my profile. I, I, you know, if you really have to defend a celebrity on Twitter, as Mike Francesa would say, you gotta have something better to do with your time. You should be walking old ladies across the streets. You should re- be reading a book to children. Uh, you know.
0: So Simon,
1: tells us to do.
0: yeah, he's he's got a lot of advice, got a lot of life advice for all of us, even when we don't even ask for it. But he uh he he tells us all that we live our days from his he's values. He's like his
1: father to all of us. I yeah, think, now, I think from he one to yeah, <laughs> he definitely is.
0: You know what? I I probably didn't even get to all the things I wanted to get to, but I have to end this podcast just because we've been on here for so long. Um, I want to thank you for coming on the Red Ticket Blues podcast, Simon. But to take us out, to play us out. Can never say it correctly and that is a play if anyone gets that bill uh, o'reilly flipping out you know does everyone knows that video to play us out does anyone understand that no one anyways um to play us out i have three questions for you okay you ready yes who's your favorite comedian past or present uh
1: present i would say bill burr Past, definitely george carlin
0: okay that's fair and i'm i'm with you there those are two two uh, superb answers um, would you rather have the Jets win the Super Bowl or someone censor your tweets forever? Have somebody censor my tweets? Every, they would have to look at them and say, okay, that's suitable to send out or not suitable to send out. You have to change that.
1: Okay, this is in exchange for the Jets winning a Super Bowl. Yes. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, I love the, I love my Twitter account more than the Jets. Sorry, boys. Uh, I you do?
0: Yeah, exactly. It just becomes part of your life. It's like, yeah, whatever. I've lived this long with it this way. Why change it? Um,
1: I see. <laughs> uh, why sending horrible tweets or watching the Jets lose? Because both of them are applicable to the situation. If we're being
0: honest. Absolutely. Um, and we didn't get to your love of Golden Girls. I, I completely forgot about that. But you you are a huge Golden Girls fan. My question is, who's your favorite Golden Girl?
1: Oh, my God. This is such a tough one. All right. The obvious answer would be Sophia Petrillo, but that is incorrect, because the comedic genius of that show was Bea Arthur. She is by far my favorite Golden Girl. The sarcastic quips, uh, she used to rag on her appearance. Definitely the best. If I were a Golden Girl, I probably would have been her. <laughs> that, is I,
0: that is a perfect answer. That is a perfect answer, well-detailed, well-explained, and I appreciate for you for that answer. So... Simon, I want to thank you for being on the Red Ticket Blues podcast. It's been a pleasure.
1: Thank you for having me, Brian.
0: And there you have it. That's Simon from Yonkers at S-M-A-R-Q-S on Twitter. I want to appreciate him coming on. You can tell he does do comedy. He's hysterical, and that was a great podcast. I really, 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 really appreciate him coming on. It was a lot of fun. Um, I'm actually remembering to give you my NFL picks for week seven. Week seven already, Jesus! In the NFL, uh, we'll start with now. What am I on the year? I am fourteen and six. Is that right? Jesus, I'm just making shit up as we go. No, I'm twelve and six. Twelve and six. Excuse me. Twelve and six on the year. So here are my picks. I like the Saints plus five against the Colts. That's my first game. And where were the other ones? I like. I'm rolling, I'm still rolling with the Panthers, man. I like the Panthers minus three. Give me, my, give me minus three against Philadelphia, playing at home in Carolina. And I want to take the Giants, but that performance on Monday night was just abominable. Just disgusting. I forgot how to play football. I'm going to take the Dolphins, minus four and a half. Minus four and a half, the Dolphins. So, again, just to review, we have the Saints, plus five, Dolphins, minus four and a half, and the Panthers, minus three. Those are my picks for week seven in the NFL and you can always listen to the show on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, YouTube, and follow me on at BrianBuck13 on Twitter, and follow the show at Red Ticket Blues. Everyone enjoy your weekend. There will be baseball played at some point, maybe. Maybe there won't be any baseball played this weekend, actually. But we will see you again Monday. We'll go to the NFL. Jets play the Patriots. Should be good. And there'll be other NFL and bullshit to talk about. So, everyone, I'm out of here.